And hello everyone, this right here is Project Jeeves, the second episode, and I know everyone's waving, but now a quick transition, and now you can actually see us this time. So, want to join, thank you everyone who will be listening to this, joining us this thing, we're doing live video up on YouTube. I am Sean Lathrop, and joining us, the letter E, and the... The letter E you can see. How about that? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, I'm Erin. Hi. All right. <laughs> Thank a, you. What am I supposed to say? Hi, I'm Erin, and that's about it. Yeah. Good, great. I nailed it. <laughs> also joining us, the other letter E. Good job, Eric. It's good stuff. <laughs> yes, this is. <laughs> Uh, for the show yeah let's do it <laughs> <laughs> and finally the letter b uh, hi bob hey bob got it so there we go <laughs> i think eric's still four. having some problems with his microphone or something that sort uh nonetheless we are out here we're trying to stream on youtube i know we got like a low power up and i'm hoping I'm, I'm blaming the winter vortex that's destroying our lives in Whoa. the midwest <laughs> So, screw you, Eric, for living down in Florida during all of this. Jeez, jerk. It's a little chilly, Willie, over here, but eh, sweater weather. So, <laughs> sweater weather, okay. So, last week we talked a lot about the Dragon Ball Super, the new Broly movie, and a little bit about the connection that had previously. Uh, before we really talk about this week's topic, I'm going to give Bob and Aaron, if they've seen it or wanted to mention anything about uh, the Broly movie that they didn't get the chance to say last week. Feel free to say now. Okay, I'll defer to you, Aaron, for a moment, and then I'll go after. Okay, um, I have not seen a single Dragon Ball Z anything in my whole life. While you guys were doing that, I was watching Sailor Moon, so you can't have both. It's one or the other. Well, there's your answer. Fighting game by Moon. <laughs> <laughs> See, they didn't do Sailor Moon movie. I, I catch that in theater. I heard they were doing a live action one, but that's it's kind of scary. Yeah, I, I did catch uh, Dragon Ball Super Rolling. I've seen it twice so far, and really kind of surprised I left Gohan out of it. But apart from that, it was great. Yeah, the Super movie definitely was good, and I'm glad you enjoyed it, and really, I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. But now we're leaving the great island of Japan and coming over to the United States. Detective Comics Animated Universe, one of the most iconic animated series really in all of America. As you can see, Bob's rocking his Batman shirt. I'm glad everyone's got the same boxes. Aaron could actually point correctly at Bob there. Yeah. No, she was pointing at the Joker. Yeah, I got the Joker. Oh, I've got uh, Batman. I've got the, the women of DC, but there's a glare on it. Oh, like in the live stream, you just pointed at Bob, so that worked out well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, it's like the Brady Bunch intro. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, we're talking DC Animated Universe, and uh, the series perhaps started easily with Batman way back in the 1990s and built on from there with Superman, the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and numerous other weird series in the middle of them including Static Shock, and a show that you brought up in our little text conversations, Bob, which I can't even remember the name of it. 
that's about all I can remember. The Zeta Project. It ran for like two seasons. I can remember three things about it. The name, the fact that it spun off for Batman Beyond, and that it was about a holographic robot. That's it. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> but the DC Animated Universe like did so much in comics, uh, really all together, because they created so many new characters, as well as changed the story arc of a lot of characters in the series themselves. And Aaron, concerning you, I see your love of the Joker and your love of female characters in DC Comics. You want to say anything or start something off about that? Um, <laughs> put on the spot like that. Uh, well, I guess the only really like things I have to say about those the characters is not so much current as it is that I feel like a lot of them are based in a, a stereotype that is has been passed on. So I don't know how political you guys want to get, but things, oh my gosh, like Harley Quinn really bothers me, especially since she seems to be like a role model for so many people. There's so many girls, little girls, women. I don't get it. Like it's, it seems to me that that is, is not the kind of woman you want to emulate, especially. I mean, I know that she redeemed herself later on when um, when her and Joker split. I, I don't remember exactly which one you would like to refer, since it's there are so many universes within this universe. It all kind of like you know changes, but um, but even I'm, I'm thankful for the redemption. But even before that, it was just absolute nonsense. That kind of obsessive love is terrible. That was the, what struck me is the kind of cool thing about the animated series itself is compared to like Suicide Squad now where you see the Joker and Harley romance kind of, well, for lack of a better term, romanticized. In the animated series, they always made it clear that it was a bad thing, that she was like not a complete person. But it seems like since that depiction in comics and in current you know movies and other shows, they really try to push that as being a good thing, their relationship, when it's probably the worst relationship in all comics. Yeah. Easily. Uh, Oh, go ahead. Aaron. I know I you got do. more to say about it. <laughs> oh, no, I, I was just, I wanted to mention, I don't know, uh, it gets kind of jumbled now with, like, the internet versus, like, what you can read on actual paper, so you don't know what's real and what's made up sometimes, unless you, like, really research it, but I've seen a lot of Harley Quinn, like, Ivy mashed up, and I ship the hell out of that, because they seem so healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. And that a was... bit of that started... The animated series also. Oh, did it? Yeah, yeah there was a couple episodes where they were kind of living together, did a couple crime sprees and some, some subtext. They oh, even uh, continued on, even in Static Shock, there was a special episode where Ivy and... Um, ah, crap. Ivy and Harley Quinn joined together to kind of become this team and bring in one of the Static Shock characters to kind of join them to be in their little crime spree. Like, it was always a consistent thing, this sort of... Yeah, going to go with you, said oh. the shipping, the relationship between them. Yeah, right. I love when the, a ship comes like to Ken. That's the best thing ever. <laughs> the ship that I like, anyway. <laughs> yeah, the Titanic, <laughs> for example, that was a terrible ship. That uh, was a terrible ship. <laughs> that was not a good one. No. It's cheesy, dude. That's cheesy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, now, just suddenly popping in is the letter J, I think. I'm staring at a picture of some guy from the Iron Giant. Uh, yeah, what's his name? I was mean, here thinking of man. Huh? I don't know, but he was awesome. <laughs> uh, 
gladly. There you go. I really like. I thought I was nice and boned up on my on my Batman knowledge, but apparently I did not watch enough of the animated series. That might have been all I did growing up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mostly. And Bob really pointed out about the DC, especially the Batman one. They really created new characters like Harley Quinn and even created a new backstory. I kind of touched on it earlier about uh, Nora Fry's, a new character that was created and just kind of oh. become the new backstory for uh, Mr. Freeze as a whole. Oh, yeah. No, Mr. Freeze is my favorite villain, but we don't have to talk about that right now. <laughs> no, go ahead. We just brought it up. <laughs> Or just go away, one of the two. I really didn't want to talk about it. Oh. Like I said, this is Am I back? Yeah. No. Oh, shit, my phone's dying. That's <laughs> why. Hey, oh. guys. Back in spirit. Womp, 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 womp. We know what we're talking about while she's getting that set. Mr. Freeze wasn't really used in the comics too often from, like, the 80s until the early 90s when he got the new backstory in the animated series. What was his original? I wasn't too familiar with Mr. Freeze before uh, Nora got involved in the story. Like, what was he before Nora Fries became such an important part of his life? Oh, his backstory, they never really got too far into it as far as I know. He was just kind of uh, a guy who committed crimes with Cole. Sort of similar to like Captain Cold in the Flash, except ah! he didn't have that whole honor among thieves thing. So pretty much about yeah. nothing. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, he's kind of seen as the gimmicky character, just sort of a dude with a cold gun, and then the animated series came up, and they introduced his wife, the backstory with her being cryogenically frozen, and it kind of became the thing going forward. Damn it! Darn it, sorry. We have visual again, so... <laughs> right. Life is hard. I got it. And I believe that's not the only one. Uh, leaving Batman for a quick second, because we talked a lot about you know the Harley Quinn relationship with Poison Ivy and the introduction of Harley Quinn as a whole, and plus the new backstory from um, uh, Mr. Freeze. Uh, there was also some other characters that were either adjusted and created. And going into Superman, perhaps the biggest character they really added to it was Livewire. If you're familiar with that yeah. one, the uh, disc jockey who just kind of got electrocuted during a concert and just became a, crazy... a literal shock jock. Yes, that was the gimmick. <laughs> a shock jock that turned into a shock jock. I hate you, yeah. Bob. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take all the hate. Now, I don't really know. I think Livewire made some more of a mainstays after that, and I believe... Uh, in one of the future movies, for example, I remember seeing this meme. I don't watch it. I haven't seen it. Uh, Black Lightning was fighting uh, Livewire. Held her down and said, you idiot, I absorb electricity. And no, this is Black Lightning. And then electrocuted her. Which, ha. Anyway. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> If it makes it feel better, I I know what you're talking about. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and another character that's more important, that's far more important than Livewire, is John Stewart. My actual first introduction to Green Lantern. I know Bob, you're a big fan of Green Lantern. Jesse, you were a bit of a fan yeah. of John Stewart, right? Uh, yeah. 
I guess so. <laughs> I didn't dislike him. Because, well, yeah. May I? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take the crown as resident Green Lantern aficionado for a quick, quick moment. Because Jon Stewart was introduced in the Justice League cartoon. Prior to that, in the Superman animated series, they had Kyle Rayner, who was my favorite Green Lantern. I like him better than Hal Jordan. Fight me. And uh, they said his excuse was he was out in space doing missions for the Guardians. So Jon Stewart took over his duties on Earth. And they did end up throwing in Hal Jordan during uh, one of the episodes where they were messing with time travel. And he kind of popped into existence for a moment and then went away, which is kind of a nice touch. But Jon Stewart, I think, was a needed character. And they changed him as well from the comics. And in the was, comics, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, in the comics, he was an architect. He didn't have his military background until they introduced it in the animated series Justice League, and that rolled back over into the comics. And that was a big thing with John Stewart was the fact they made him a Marine, and as you kind of said, they brought him into the to- uh, whole thing, pretty much making it clear that uh, compared to what he was previously, and really Green Lanterns in general, it was only Hal Jordan. I think you were saying earlier about Static Shock's creator or something like that before the on the air, that someone like Jon Stewart was a much-needed African-American character in comics because before that there was some out there, but they weren't really mainstream yet like they are nowadays, especially with the Black Panther movie, for example. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, if I may go on a quick tangent here because Static Shock is going to come up in a moment, I think. Uh Dwayne McDuffie is the name of the creator of Milestone Comics and the creator of Static Shock in that universe. He worked for Marvel Comics during the 1980s, and it was about 89 or so when he realized that characters like uh, Night Thrasher and Rocket Racer were becoming pretty popular in comics when their only character was they were just young black guys on skateboards. So he came up with his own pitch for a superhero team to uh, to ride the, the trend of 25% of Marvel's African-American heroes being guys with skateboards. To make, and I, I quote, the name he used on this treatment is the Teenage Negro Ninja Thrashers, comprised of Rocket Racer, uh, who was just a, his words on the treatment are Rocket Racer, a black guy with a skateboard, Night Thrasher, a black guy with a skateboard, Dark Wheelie, a black guy on a skateboard, and their leader, a mysterious black guy on a skateboard known only as that mysterious black guy on a skateboard. That's just this top is, level writing. This is not a parody. This is this is real. He, uh, he wrote that. Dwayne McDuffie wrote that and submitted it as a pitch to Marvel Comics when he was an editor, and they're like, "Okay, we, we get it. Some things need to change." <laughs> I would say a few things need to be switched. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, damn, yeah. all right. He learns something new every day. And then he went on to found Milestone Comics and the Static Shock, so, I mean, at least something good came out of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get this right, because this is driving me nuts. All the action's going on over there. Oh, me too. Are we going to start doing, like, Star Trek, like, jerking to the side and moving the camera around? Perfect. 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 Yes. Now I just don't have... I can't move at all. <laughs> I got it. Uh, you know, Jesse, you haven't really gotten a chance to say a lot about, really, DC Animated Universe. Uh, there's a couple of movies that are a part of it as well. Uh, Mask of the Phantasm, the Sub-Zero movie. Um, 
Batman Beyond Joker, which we haven't really talked much about Batman Beyond yet, but we will later. And uh, what was the other movie? Uh, Mystery of the Batwoman, I want to say it was called. But uh, Jesse. And, uh, hmm? I'm pretty sure uh, Flashpoint Paradox, does that count as part of it? Uh, no, they made it clear, like, uh, pretty much they wanted to make their own DC animated universe with just the movies. Like, there's some statements about, like, the Killing Joke movie, if that's part of it. But for the most part, it seems to be uh, the cartoon series and just a couple movies. Oh, Mask of the Phantasm animated or live action is still my favorite Batman movie. They have made some good movies. All right. What did you like about like Justice League or any of the other DC series? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, Justice League was really good. I can't really think of a series that I didn't like. Um, yeah, overall, I'd say I'm a fan of what they made. And what about you, Mister Eric? Any thoughts regarding? Because I know you too haven't really gotten a chance to say much so far. Not really. Um, like the. Prior to the whole DC animated universe, the most of the movies I really followed were, I mean, movie uh, was, of course, um, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, which, like I said, we'll get into that just a little bit later. As far as um, Mask of the Phantasm and Sub-Zero, when those came out, I honestly did not have a chance to see them because, I mean, I was a kid at the time. It was one of those things like, oh, can we rent this for about? And no, it was normally it what everyone wanted to watch at the time. So even to this day, I I hate to admit I still haven't seen those movies, even though I've heard how awesome they are, especially since Mask of the Phantasm treats you more like an adult, even being that it is a cartoon than like the live action ones at the time did. I'm going to admit that the first time I saw Mask of Phantasm was actually with Jesse maybe four years ago or something like that. Wow. Yeah. That's recent. It is really recent, especially since the series, all the DCAU stuff has been done since like 2002 or something like that. So, and it's still like, it's a great legacy. That's why we're talking about it right now. And we haven't really left Bat. We're still in Batman because that's the greatest comic book character pretty much of all time, half the time. I mean, sure. All right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Got, got a couple movies, some comic books, I guess. Like, yeah. A couple of cool games, you know. Some posters yeah. on Aaron's wall, Bob's chest, you know. So many. <laughs> yeah, uh, before we leave uh, Batman the Animated Series, I just wanted to take a quick second to recognize the genius that was Mark Hamill's Joker. Oh my gosh. Hands I... down. <laughs> my favorite Joker. I strongly He is the Joker. Yeah, I don't think everyone's going to disagree with you. Yeah, Although John DiMaggio wasn't too bad in Under the Red Hood, but well, there's like, no replacing Mark Hamill. What about Cesar Romano? Yeah, he wouldn't even shave his mustache. That was just... <laughs> that guy's a beast. <laughs> well, like, a lot of people, they always think about the live-action Jokers. Like, he just said, Cesar Romano, uh, Heath Ledger, a lot of people are bringing up. The new guy from Shameless... Uh, that honestly, I'm absolutely loving what he's doing in Gotham, but since it's a small TV show, it doesn't get a lot of recognition. But for the most part, yeah, I don't think anyone would disagree. Mark Hamill was the Joker. He embodied it far better than anyone else. I mean, who would have thought Luke Skywalker would make an awesome Joker? <laughs> it only took one serious car crash to get in there. Right. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everybody needs a tragic backstory. Yeah. Like any good got his hand cut story. off. Darth Vader was his father. And then <laughs> started telling bad jokes. What did he do? How you cut? You touched on the uh, the the Gotham series. I think it's either Netflix. I think it's Netflix. Yeah. But uh, I recently started watching that, and I was so against it because I had walked in and uh, my husband was watching it, and I was like, "That's not how that is. That's not how that is. Get the hell out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> I forced myself through it, and I'm actually like in love with it. If I can get past, you know, the nitpicking of that's not like the book, but. Again, you run into those multiple universe paradox bullshit. That's kind of you know, the same thing I've heard about it. That um, like if you see it as its own thing and like kind of take out of your mind like how things are supposed to be, it is actually yeah. it's a pretty good show. Yeah, it it took me a bit, but it's good. It's a good show. I think it's too small, but like I can make it through anything. <laughs> I never tried Smallville. Was there, I was compared to Seven Don't. Heaven, so. Don't. Uh, you always compared it to it, even though you haven't seen it? I don't want to wait. Like on WB20 or whatever it was, there was like a block <laughs> of shows, and it was Seventh Heaven, Dawson's Creek, and Smallville, and it was like uh, always on that block. Oh, I, I just confused theme songs. So I screwed up. Yeah. yeah. My mom and her friends used to watch Smallville, so I automatically hated it. Yeah. Somebody saved me. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Uh, speaking of Superman, though, we have not gone into the world of Superman, the second ever cartoon in the entire DC animated universe. And as we kind of mentioned with Livewire, has done some things with some of their characters, like Brainiac was definitely a readaptation. Uh, Livewire, brand new character. Darkseid was really the first time a lot of people saw Darkseid. Before that was like, uh, Emperor Zod, for example, is his greatest villain. So, really, the Superman animated series introduced a lot of people to a lot of new things. And uh, I want to open the forum on that one because I'm going to be honest. I watched, I think uh, Superman was probably the animated series I watched the least out of all the shows we're talking about. You're not alone. It was the same thing with me. Like, compared to Batman, like, Batman, you know, so dark and a lot of dark colors, where Superman was all bright and just, you think of, you think of obviously, like, Sunny Days and stuff. It was like, uh, as a kid, I like, you know, the darker, grittier stuff. So, unless it was like the Batman Superman Adventures, I think the name of the show was. But yeah. even then, I'm like, ah, oh, Superman's on TV. Let me switch to Nickelodeon. <laughs> I got to agree with that. It didn't really speak to my angst at the time. <laughs> Did you say Emperor Zod? Yeah, General Zod. General. It's General Zod. General. Thank okay. you. Neo for Emperor well, Zod. It, it taught me how to pronounce Mr. Mix's Spillix name, so that's... Oh, I'm so glad you brought him up. Apart having read it, Gilbert Gottfried? Yes, that's why I was going to bring it up, because of the casting of Superman. I actually kind of enjoy a little bit more than the Batman one, even though I love Tara Strong. I love Mark Hamill. But yeah. I never really follow outside of Luke Skywalker. I never really followed them outside of that. But you had Gilbert Gottfried. You had Brad Garrett as Lobo, and Lobo is yep. the main man. So, <laughs> yes, Alex Luther was uh, Clancy Brown, who was in Highlander as the Kurgan, and then he went on to voice Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob. So, Mr. Krabs and Lex Luther, <laughs> the same voice. Really? That's always fun. <laughs> 
I mean, I can kind of see Mr. Krabs as a Lex Luthor. I mean, yeah. he was in Plankton's <laughs> position. See, now I can see SpongeBob as Superman, so it kind of evens out. And that's... Oh. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Lex Luthor. We're talking I love about it. Recreations of characters. They did that with Lex Luthor as well. They really made him from the just mad scientist he was before to just a businessman. He writes a check. He takes care of business as a real man versus science i mean they changed it a little bit in justice league but prior was a huge yeah. change they and then they later merged the series but still lex luthor here's a weird thing what was more enjoyable with these was it joker batman's relationship speakly only in the animated series joker and batman or lex luthor and superman who likes lex luthor yeah really i, I feel like um, it's a pretty easy i kind of do I, like I don't know what beautiful. I don't know what movie it is, but my favorite uh, version of Lex Luthor, and nobody agrees with me, but it was the the kid from the Social Network played Lex Luthor. He was like scrawny. He was nothing like the actual Lex Luthor, but he was nuts. And I think that was a good version. What's up? And nobody wants to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Uh, Batman v Superman. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I saw that like once. Yeah, no, it's terrible. I, did not like it. <laughs> I was never a big fan of Lex Luthor because I always felt like, you know, with all the superheroes and villains going at it, he was like the spoiled brat, like, ah, I want to play too, and build himself some <laughs> machines. And I was like, okay, I'm part of the fight now. Like, dude, get get out of here, please. Like, I know you probably say the same thing about Iron Man, but yeah. like, Iron Man's cool. So Lex Luthor is just like, no, dude, go away. And like I was kind of saying, like, he just wrote the check because there's numerous times, uh, I think parasite was his name like he just wrote the check for parasite to kill superman or he would just be the mind control kind of person because he can't just beat up superman in a fist fight and that's what made him so interesting compared to the joker who i mean it's a man versus man it's just once a billionaire man and once a maniac man so he had to do things more creatively he had to have uh his robot woman kidnap lois lane to try and get to him things like that uh, Sean, real quick, um, am I? I don't know the rules of YouTube. Am I allowed to smoke? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't okay, know I anything about smoking. Edit it out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he vapes all the time. Bob's a chain smoker of cocaine, so we should be fine. Constantly. Yeah. I'm more of alcoholics. So Bob, did you get a haircut? I was going to go back to Lex Luthor. If that's. <laughs> I don't, don't think Lex smokes. Maybe in the 70s and 80s. But that's kind of what I find interesting about him is you have um, Joker who tries to like, engage Batman uh -huh. physically, whereas Lex can't do any of that to Superman. So he has to try to keep good PR so Superman can't just throw him in jail. And then he tries to take down Superman's reputation, which is kind of a different approach. Whereas Batman could beat the crap out of the Joker in the middle of the street. People would cheer him on. Lex, all the bad stuff he does is kind of kept in the background. His stories get buried in the planet. So he has good PR, and Superman can't just engage him directly. He's almost like, really... I was going to say, he's almost like a J. Jonah Jameson taking on Spider-Man in a sense. You took the words right, right out of my mouth. Right. <laughs> just in the hands of a bad writer, though, it's a really boring story. And uh, I think you can only tell it well so many times. Right. Guys don't want nudes. Guys want pictures of Spider-Man. It's true. <laughs> I'm a nude Spider-Man. 
I mean, that's the oh, way good. to go. Yes. That's right. Now I'm just saying. from the DCU. Hmm? Huh? What? But. <laughs> 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 man, Spider. I don't know. So the first time. And yes, Bob did get a haircut, Jesse, to answer that question for you. Oh, thanks, Bob. I mean, Sean, for answering. <laughs> I did it myself. I was like, I'm so with the cure. Jesse didn't like my hair. Well, he asked what you, is... and you just said, I want to talk about Lex Luthor instead. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what inspired me totally. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear it, but yeah. Yeah, I'd like to talk about Lex Luthor instead. <laughs> okay. We can start talking about a missed conversation. Uh, so getting into what the Batman and the first time we really see these crossovers was the Batman animated series and the Superman animated series and I think Jesse and I had this conversation the first time we truly saw Batman in Superman was when Bruce Wayne was dating Lois Lane of all things and Superman was trying to warn about oh he's a dangerous person you don't want to be around this billionaire bachelor and all that crap (laughs) Because what's the worst that can happen? I mean, he could get syphilis. That might be a problem. I mean, I'm sure Batman has good, you know, health insurance and probably wraps it up. I mean, he's he like kind of guy. At least ten cures for it. He's got his bat condom <laughs> at hand at all times. <laughs> so I'm about to, I'm about to enter your bat cave. He's, he probably just like just pays girls to act like they've been with him, and he's just like doing push-ups and thinking about how mad he is at the Joker. He's like, I don't have time for that. I was thinking maybe it's full on American <laughs> Psycho. Like Batman's yeah. in the bedroom, oh my God. flexing in the mirror the entire time while with the women. <laughs> oh my God. Aaron just oh caught God. on. I didn't just catch it. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch that fucking movie. I- I've got to return some videotapes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hit the beast square. Uh, <laughs> Guys, have you heard the new Dave Matthews album? I haven't heard the old Dave Matthews album. I haven't heard any <laughs> Dave Matthews album. Oh my god, why do I make an American Psycho reference and y'all fucking clueless? That's not fair. Oh, I thought it was uh, Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was oh, see, yeah, wow. Let's edit that out. Just edit that out. Okay. No, no, was no, no, no. I've, I've heard of um, Dave Matthews, but <laughs> Corey Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard his albums, but his brother Eric was played by Will Friedel, who voiced Terry McGinnis in Batman Beyond. Hey, and now we're in Batman Beyond. <laughs> wow, what a great segue, Justin. That's how you that was actually a pretty awesome segue. <laughs> so Batman Beyond, Terry McGinnis, another character, another franchise that's come What's up. his name? Terry McGinnis. Okay. I'm just making sure. It sounded like you said Harry McGinnis. <laughs> I, was, I was just concerned. Uh, Terry, Terry McGinnis. McGinnis? Just like it's Harley about Quinn. time. Yeah. Sorry. I was it's about say... time we had an Irish Batman. <laughs> yes. That could be his adopted name. Literally, actually. Terry McGregor. Yeah. Because uh, Terry McGinnis, uh, his actually backstory, we got to see a lot in Justice League. But just like Harley Quinn in Livewire, he was a completely brand new character. Same with the dog Ace. Apparently, the dog Ace is an important figure now. Anyways. 
the Ace the Bat Hound from the. He's actually from like one of those old '60s comics where they'd make up the cover first and then write the story from there. Yeah. But I think that's the first time he showed up since the '60s. Speaking of dogs. <laughs> Who said dog prior to that? Who let him out? That's just me breathing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Most... DCU's got him excited. Yeah, of course. Actually, wouldn't uh, technically he wouldn't be Irish because isn't he Batman's kid? Yeah. Yeah, hence so he's why a bat. I bought for that. Uh, Edit that part out. I didn't watch part out. Me, just black screen, take out the audio. <laughs> Put a please stand by photo of the screen. How about you just mute your microphone in between conversations? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Aaron's just falling down again, so that's great. Aaron's falling down the stairs, and Bob's dog is angry at him. So it's it's been pretty good. I think they're I think they're mad because we're not going to talk about that crypto super pet spinoff. Uh, fucking beer. It's it's not the DCAU doesn't count. I thought you were gonna mute that thing is foaming at the top. <laughs> so so Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond, yeah, it was a great yes. series. Uh, Terry McGinnis, we were finding out in the Justice League that he was Bruce Wayne's son in the episode Epilogue or something like that. And that it was something created by, Bob, correct me if I'm wrong, Amanda Fuller? I think he said yes. Aaron, Amanda Waller? Amanda Waller, yes. From Checkmate and then later Suicide Squad. Yeah, she was the one that created Terry McGinnis, apparently. We found that out in one of the... Uh, episodes of Justice League, and he just kind of took over the mantle of Bruce Wayne's Batman and just had jetpacks and wings and fought a variety of new characters, which, Jesse, I'm going to let you talk about some of the characters because I do not remember the name of the Toxic Skull or whatever the heck he was called. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I kind of jumped the gun there, sorry. It's okay, Jesse. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the Toxic Skull. What was his name? And tell. What do you remember about Toxic huh? Skull? <laughs> he was green and angry. <laughs> the Hulk. I think it was just some rich guy who was polluting a lot, uh, radiation. And then I don't remember his origin story. So I don't really remember how he became infected with it. Maybe just from overexposure, but he had to put on fake skin because uh, the radiation was chipping away at his skin, I guess. So he was wearing fake skin whenever he could. It had to be out in public. I think he killed Terry's fake dad. I thought that was Barbara Gordon. Barbara who? Gordon. Oh. That killed Terry's fake dad? Yeah, no, like I thought it was she like the... pretended to be the Mask of Phantasm or something and then killed Terry's fake dad so that... No, no, she was supposed to by Amanda Waller but decided not to because she couldn't go through with killing some kid's parents. Yeah. Which, okay, good for you, Barbara. Good for you, Batgirl. 
Wasn't it the Jokers at first? Is that who was blamed? I think that was who was blamed was the Jokers for killing them. Like then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which the Jokers were always kind of a cool idea that Joker had kind of this cult of personality big enough that kids were just going to dress up like him in the future. How Shway? Shway, that, nice. that's making a comeback on the Flash TV show. The <laughs> Flash? Yeah, the Flash TV show. There, there's a character from the future who uses the word Shway, which I thought was a pretty good throwback. Is that Booster uh, Gold or someone else? Excess, uh, which is uh, Barry's daughter from the future. This is why I don't watch The Flash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why. Me either. Yeah. Also, I just don't have time, more importantly. Oh. Then it's on the CW. Yeah, I think all I know about the Flash or any of those things is that Stephen Amell wrestles a few times, and that's about it. Yes, he wears shorts and giant boots and just hops in the ring. Pretty much, that's that's all I got for Stephen Amell. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Batman Beyond in a nutshell, <laughs> right? I was trying to think of other villains from that show, and it's um like Tox- you have uh, Mister Freeze came back. That's yeah, right. That's right. And he took on. Bane, he was um an old man crippled from all the venom he's uh mm-hmm. took throughout all the years. He also had um the gang, the Jokers, uh the Flesh Gang, oh Royal Flesh, yeah. um Spellbinder, Streak, uh wasn't um Razla Ghoul somewhere in there too? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. he took over Talia's body. Yes, you're right, because uh Talia was trying to get Bruce Wayne to come out of retirement to go into the vat of youth, which is really weird. So Ra's al Ghul is in Talia's body trying to bang Bruce Wayne. I mean, that was his motive. But... Well, like, that's how he tried to convince. It wasn't just like, oh, my love. By the way, I'm Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's lived for a long time. I was like, sure, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know how old he is, but I'm sure he wants to try something new in his life. It's one of those. There's a couple. <laughs> is it Ra's al Ghul that's from the caveman days, or am I thinking of someone else? You're thinking of Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage, yes. You're thinking of Fred Flintstone. <laughs> from the modern Stone Age family. Yes. From the town of Bedrock. <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> The hatred feeds me. Clearly. Uh, yeah, there was... I get, Yeah, remember the Ra's al Ghul thing? And there was an episode as well in there, and it's going to feed into our next conversation, where Batman Beyond was introduced or invited by Superman to join the Justice League. And that's where we got to see Warhawk, that era's time of Green Lantern, Aqua grandbaby i don't know what she was and uh, a wonder woman like character as well and aqua tadpole uh, probably (laughs) and we get to see that this is the same guy who's voicing superman just like the same voice actor for bruce wayne and really it's just seeing that terry mcginnis is growing the exact same way that bruce wayne's character was where he even said in the end that he doesn't plan on joining the justice league because he doesn't need them or some of that sort, just like how Batman did in the Justice League. Yeah. But he was one of the co-founders. He was, yes. He was one of the seven co-founders and then just kind of walked out. I believe 
is when they introduced the Justice League cartoon, they had the seven characters, and after they said, hey, let's make the Justice League, uh, Batman immediately just walked out and said, if you need me, call me. That's about it. He plays so low. It also kind of upset me that years ago that I had no idea they continued the Batman Beyond storyline by adding him to the Justice League or any episode such as that. Because I remember seeing the quote unquote like season finale, I think of season three. They because they even seen interviews like they never really thought of oh let's make the final episode of the season like you know it's extravagant and stuff. Ended up being just like you know Batman saves the kid and that's about it. And then to find out that it will still continue that pissed me off like i missed out on something awesome like damn it cartoon network yeah cartoon network likes to do that they like to cancel shows right when they're about to tell you everything you want to know teen titans uh i mean there was no loss there come on it's, it's teen titan what do you mean yeah what do you mean you talking teen titans or go not go i was gonna say teen titans teen titans Titans I mean, Go is not like bad. It's just not like anything significant. Go really isn't as bad as people make it out to be. But it's not. I don't think Titans. it's bad. It's just not something that I want to watch. Yeah. It's yeah. It's basically not Teen Titans. Uh, Teen Titans was good. Slade was a yeah. cool villain. Now, I thought he was pretty whack. <laughs> All right, get out. We're gonna have a fight. All right, let's get let's out. throw down here. <laughs> What do you mean he was whack, dude? What do you mean? I don't know. It just his his presence. It just seemed oh god, like I can't even put my finger on it. It was just he, the character itself. Like I've seen him in like you know other media, awesome. But in Teen Titans, it uh, just annoyed the hell out of me the way he presented himself, and it it was. Yeah, yeah, just that. The way he presented himself? What? Again, I can't put my, like, give me the time to write an essay and I can yeah. probably point out <laughs> everything it's, that it's I completely hate minutes. about the character inside there because <laughs> I can't explain it in a couple minutes. It's a minimum it's 300 word minutes. essay. So. I, think, I think in Teen Titans he comes across as sort of like a Puppet master, like know it all. Whereas in other media, he's like a dude with a job that he just happens. To yes, there you go. You you got you just answered it right. For I didn't remember saying he could call a lifeline, but <laughs> I'll let it slide this time. Appreciate it. And there you go. That's Batman Beyond. And Teen Titans. And Teen Titans. And Teen Titans. Okay. I wasn't done with Teen Titans. What? We talked about how a villain was whack and how he was portrayed differently in the cartoon than maybe other platforms of media. It's the. That's like 50 50. What other platforms of media would he have been on? Now, I got a quick question, and this is being thrown at you, Miss Aaron, since uh, you're the only one among us Hi. has a couple of kids. And I do. Have you really watched Teen Titans Go? Because I imagine they've probably seen Teen Titans Go. Yeah, I have watched a lot of it. And for a minute there, Cartoon Network, like they had like 200 episodes and Cartoon Network was just playing the same freaking five of them. It was awesome. What did you think of Teen Titans Go? My kids loved it, but um, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. 
<laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like. Did you try sitting at all? What is it? Did you try sitting? Did I try sitting? You, you said you couldn't stand it. Oh, I didn't shit. <laughs> I gotta get Kindle again. Yeah. You I'm didn't shit. Yeah. You might want to take care of that. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, yeah, I'll talk to a doctor. Okay. <laughs> That's that is my only complaint about Teen Titans Go. Like, that is the only thing Cartoon Network plays daily basis. I mean, like, you guys got other shows, yeah. don't you? I mean, like, Adventures of Gumball. That's pretty damn good. That's a I do good like that. show. But TV let's not go off on a sidebar onto that. We we got to sit to main topic at hand. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do no side salad about Gumball. Teen Titans, I can feel pretty comfortable talking about, especially. That's going to be getting a new season, perhaps the final season over on the DC animated service or streaming service, wherever the hell that's called. And did like, a teaser uh, for that come out during the, um, it was like the end credits of the Teen Titans Go movie, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was the one thing that I was laughing at the whole time when they announced like, oh, Teen Titans Go is having a movie. And everyone was like, oh, this is going to suck. I'm over here thinking, like, first off. This is, I'm sure, for the kids and people who actually do enjoy the show. If you don't watch the show, then, you know, don't watch the movie. But at the same time, I was thinking, what if, with all the people talking crap at the end credits or somewhere in the movie, there's some kind of hint of the old Teen Titans coming back? And then what happens? Boom. It gets exactly that. Like, ah, see? That was the most predictable comeback anyone could have ever asked for right there. Plus, Stan Lee I is canon. That. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't. Was there... oh, go ahead, Jesse. Well, I, I didn't really feel satisfied with the whole Slade was whack. So I was just curious if there was a villain in regular Teen Titans that stood out to you that you enjoyed. That's the thing. All I saw was Slade. Um, I remember Lobo popped up one time, I think, but that was you know maybe one episode it wasn't like really reoccurring um besides slate i don't remember any other reoccurring villains that popped up on the show uh there was mr light i want to say that how as weird as it looked raven kind of just killed by putting him inside of her or something it was a weird episode thinky yeah. yeah yeah there was um trigun the demon yeah her father Wow. I and thought about the anime for a second. Mod? Yeah, I thought about I, the first thing I thought it was the anime. <laughs> like, back to Stampede, like, what the hell is he doing with the team? <laughs> <laughs> Trigun's certainly not whack. <laughs> no, nah, he that he was pretty cool. I did like him. Especially when they had him in the, uh, as a special move for Raven and um, Injustice, Gods Among Us. Yeah. Uh, that, also, oh, okay, that's, that's pretty rad. I dig that. I'm trying to remember any of the other characters that were in the uh, Teen Titans that were really villains or mainstay villains. That's it's pretty much was a slave being a jerk, a uh, control freak, and they brought him back for Teen Titans Go. Like, I remember more for Teen Titans Go than actually Teen Titans, for that matter. Which I blame... Go ahead, one of you. No, uh, <laughs> which villain were you talking about that you saw uh, more so in Teen Titans Go? Uh, control freak. Because oh. he had like one segment in Teen Titans Go where he brought showed the Teen Titans that they used to be cool, but then he canceled them because for some oh, reason. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the neckbeard type. I know that guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> just like Eric. Uh, <laughs> Yee. <laughs> the only one not on camera. Right. <laughs> all we got is this. I'm just sitting alone in the dark looking all creepy. So, yeah. That sounds like the Eric I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wearing a wife beater and bald headed beard. So, yeah, let's, let's keep the camera off. Although I know a bigger enemy of the Teen Titans, the internet. I don't yep. get it. Yeah. Nah, I don't either. Stay away from 4chan and Teen Titans. I've still never been to 4chan, and I'm never ever going. Same here. I mean, it's not as I mean wild as it used to be back in the day, because now everybody knows about it, so it's like, yeah, it's not the wild, wild west that it used to be. Yeah, dude, I see any of that evil green text anywhere on the internet, I avoid it like a plague. <laughs> Wish I knew what the hell they were talking about. Who? Um, rule number 34 of the internet when it comes to the Titans. That was the biggest criminal of all. I was like, oh, God, no. Don't, don't do this. Moving on. Yes, please. I know, but I'm, we we're talking about the biggest villain, the Teen Titans, and that's, you know, one of them. One of them, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and finally, Static Shock. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we didn't even Miles talk Morales? about the last episode that premiered on Teen Titans. Ah, uh, yes. About Terra. Terra. Uh, I believe that was, that was during... episode. I believe that was the same episode with uh, season, I should say, with Trigon, right? I'm gonna sure. take a guess and say sure. Uh, yeah, the Terra was this chick that could control the Earth, Terra Firma or whatever, and Beast yeah. Boy fell in love. But then she sacrificed herself to save the Teen Titans, and now she's sort of reborn or something. And that was the last episode where Beast Boy just runs in the light, and that's it. Is she the one that in Teen Titans go uh, Raven through into a trash hole? <laughs> <laughs> An infinite trash hole? Is that that one? <laughs> Just the thought of that having a Teen Titans goes. <laughs> like, I swear, I didn't watch this show intentionally, but I know so much about it. Apparently. I think or you know more about what Beast Boy did for um, Raven called I Won't Be Catching Villains instead of Feelings. Ah! Oh. <laughs> That's a club banger. I was actually impressed. That's pretty damn funny. You gotta YouTube that. <laughs> Yeah, YouTube that. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, Terror's story is going to be discovered in the last season of Teen Titans. It's going to be on the DC streaming service, about seven ninety nine a month. And Bob would be a big fan of this. Aaron would be a big fan of this. Eric won't give a damn. Jesse won't give a damn. And I, meh. Uh, that I don't even know what my opinion is. Like, a way to sell it, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to sell it like this. I'm it's... stoked for this, whatever it is. <laughs> I am offended that you would think I would feel a certain type of So at $7.99 a month, you get all the DC stuff, the cartoons, the TV shows, the movies, things like that. And you'll also be able to have the entire comic library digitally for $7.99 a month. Okay, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse seems so excited about that, too. I already went onto the website and bought it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 
You sold me. Ah, you're welcome. Well, it's not like we're sponsored by DC, so I'm not going to try and make it sound. What's that plugin for? (laughs) Because the simple fact that you can $8 a month. Are you getting use money? Code DC fan what? number one <laughs> and receive four bucks off of your first payment. Are you getting paid? Are we getting the short end of the stick? <laughs> well, it's more so because it's the last season of Teen Titans getting on there and uh, season three of Young Justice getting on there. Like the final parts for both those. I don't know. I can't be disloyal to my uh, my paper comics. I refuse to jump on that bandwagon. It is tough. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a certain certain feel you get for that. Oh, oh, all right. Deathstroke, man. I know someone would give you that for 50 bucks. And yet you elate Slade, so. I was talking about a different kind of Deathstroke. Hey. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Stanley had a, a quote about why he thought that physical comics would never go away and never get replaced by digital comics, but I don't want to repeat it here. Oh, well, thank you, Bob. <laughs> I got so a lot of information I got to tell you, <laughs> but I'm not going to. Excelsior. That's how he ended the quote, though. <laughs> you okay, Jesse? So the quote is, is for him. Um, Stanley said that comics are a lot like a pair of breasts. I, I like looking at them on a computer screen, but I prefer to hold them in my hand. I support I can get that. With that. Yeah. Censor <laughs> <Such a> this man. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I got death threats already. <laughs> By at least three people. Anywho, I know I just got a message on our group chat. And I'm not sure who because I can't read it. So don't else. worry about it. It was a link that I posted about. <laughs> you can't read? I'm or do you just have a full screen? Maybe I that's why you like comics. Mostly pictures. <laughs> uh, Jesse, you're the worst. That you're hurts. Welcome. Anyways. Yeah, so, Static Shock. Uh, I wasn't with Teen Titans. <laughs> Virgil Hawkins. <laughs> The uh, black guy that's really cool on a skateboard to r- really wheel back <laughs> to Bob's comments earlier. <laughs> well, you More like that? a saucer, like a flying saucer. Well, he was on a skateboard until he got the special powers. Then he just decided to yeah. get the saucer too. <laughs> was that the same guy who made Static Shock that made that quote? Yeah, that was Dwayne McDuffie himself, creator of Static Shock and Milestone Comics. McDuffie. So you're telling me he sent somebody that they were like, yeah, that is a problem. And then they made a character like that. <laughs> oh, no, then he made his own company to make a character. Oh, okay. So <laughs> why did you yeah. call them out about being on skateboards if he made a character on a skateboard? <laughs> well, he also didn't do that thing where like they'd speak with unrecognizable 70s slang that wouldn't fit any culture on Earth. And, uh, Instead, they spoke yeah. 1990s unspeakable slang that they wouldn't talk about in any other culture. <laughs> like, At least it was in the 90s. Kids. <laughs> True. He, wasn't calling, just... he was not calling his best friend Gears a jive turkey or anything like that. So he got me there. <laughs> Although he was kind of a jive turkey. so. Wow. 
rude. Strong words, I know. <laughs> what are we words. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, when I think of Static Shock, I think of all the, the guest stars they had, more so than anything else. Like Shaquille O'Neal? Like Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Terry McGinnis? Warhawk, yeah. uh, Superman. Actually, all of Justice League were in there at one point. Yeah. John Stewart was in a couple of episodes. And they had one going back in the Justice League where literally uh, Static went in the future, met his future self, hanging out with Batman Beyond as a member of the new Justice League, Static is. And then you see in Justice League where it's Wonder Woman, John Stewart, and Martian Manhunter. They go in the I love the Martian Manhunter. They go in the future and they see it's Static in the same time. They go where? The future. And they see Static oh. in the same time, but he's 20 years older now for some reason. Yeah. That's how the future works. <laughs> no, I mean, like, the two times we see Static in this timeline, one of them he's 40, the other time he's 60. Yeah. Bit of a change. Yeah. This is just two of them. There's two Virgils now. We just got to just this accept make it. A it's 20 years sense. old. <laughs> Anyways. All right, guys. I've got a Kingdom Hearts 3 waiting for me. I finally got it. And uh, I'm going to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shh, it's gonna be amazing. I, gonna say, you, yeah, I think you've waited long enough for it, yeah. Was yeah, it? yes. Fifteen years as we're seeing. Yes, yes. I was it up yesterday. It's roughly around there, yeah. And Jesse's even got not sore fun. in the background, so. Yeah. For only nine dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a reason. Well, thanks, guys. No problem. We're right now about an hour, so we may as well just tie it up anyways. We didn't even get in the Justice League series, but this has been a fun talk, this random crap. Uh, final thoughts yeah. around the board. I'll throw it at you, Aaron, first, because you want to get your Kingdom Hearts. Uh, bye. All right. <laughs> Riveting. Bob, final thoughts. Yeah, I was actually going to ask a quick round-the-table question. Favorite episode from the DCAU does anyone have from any of the shows? Mm. Ooh, that's a good question. Episode, favorite episode of you know Batman Beyond, Batman animated series, Superman Adventures, Justice League, Static Shock. I do have one from Batman Beyond. I am not familiar with the name of the episode, um, but I think it was the first appearance of the Royal Flesh Gang. Um, Perry and his lady kind of broke up a little bit, and while he's outside, he ends up meeting um, the daughter of um, I guess the leader of the gang. And they yeah. kind of hit it off a little bit, so they kind of have like a Selena Kyle Batman thing going on. And I thought that episode was pretty wild, so that was a pretty cool one in my opinion. I dig that one. I really like the episode of Teen Titans Go, where um, <laughs> Raven throws that girl into a trash hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Solid. Good episode. Endless trash. <laughs> yeah, it's <was> fun. <laughs> I well, I said it earlier, the epilogue episode, kind of seeing Batman sitting there talking to Ace uh, of the Royal Flush Gang, because that was a reoccurring theme in yeah. the DC Comics, and him just trying to be human about this girl who's about to die and not want to kill her himself. So it's just like, that was a really strong moment, plus seeing a little bit of Terry's flashback as well. So yeah, I'd probably go with that episode. Nice. Jesse? Uh... The Batman episode, I got him, where 
all the different villains, uh, saying how they were so close to getting them. Or I almost oh, got them. I forget what the name of the episode was. Yeah, almost got them. That's almost it. Got them. That's a great I episode. smash them in the head with a rock. <laughs> that was a big rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I like seeing collaborative episodes. So, yeah. That was my favorite. What about you, Bob, since you brought up the question? Oh, put me on the hot seat. Um, I would say tie, but that's the coward's way out. It's the episode of New Batman Adventures where Batgirl gets hit by the Scarecrow's fear toxin. And you see that weird kind of hallucination she has where Batman kills someone and her father goes to hunt down Batman and people end up dying. And it just got really dark and really vivid. And I thought that was kind of a cool twist yeah. for the series to take. Interesting. I gotta see that one. Yeah, I remember it now. You were mentioning it. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts from Eric or Jesse? I wasn't As... really done talking about Teen Titans Go. So... <laughs> <laughs> Go back to that. Teen the Titans endless... Go next week. <laughs> the endless trash hole, Jesse. That's all you need to talk about. <laughs> that and... says it all right there. And um, Eric. As for myself, uh, final thoughts goes for this episode. I'm stuck. Thanks, team. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'll keep my thoughts to myself about that. Yeah, but, um, yeah, exactly. Let's, let's not yeah, start. It's that case. Rule 34 thing again. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all. No. <laughs> damn it, Eric. Damn it, I can't even get it out. <laughs> Cut, take two. All right. Um, <laughs> someone else take the wheel. I don't know. And with Friends, that said. I want to talk about Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> For only $9.99 a month. You can see Project Jeeves Episode 3 next week. In the meantime, thank you so much from Jesse, Aaron, Eric, Bob, and Sean, myself. The man who sleeps on the floor can't possibly fall out of bed. Fuck Batman. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>